Welcome to Seller Talks podcast number. I'm not quite sure. Um, we should have had James back by now. Um, this was originally recorded um, just me and the guest uh, because James was away for a bit, but because we're all long people, it's taken us ages to get this stuff sorted. So. This is a podcast with a favourite of mine, a producer from America called um, Grundy. And um, we've got a little showcase of his tunes at the end of this. Unfortunately, he couldn't do the mix himself. uh, So I stepped up like the gracious man I am to do the mix. Uh, Hope you enjoy listening and I hope you enjoy the mix as well. We've got Grundy on the line from, where is it, Michigan? Yeah. You're from Michigan. Um, I'll pretend I know. That's in the north, yeah? Yeah, way up north. About like three hours north of Detroit. So you, are you like a, like a country, a country-based guy? Or are you in like a like a city? <laughs> uh, no, it's like, uh, if you want to say like country meets the city, I think that'd be like perfect. Yeah, like kind of rural, but kind of not. Yeah, we got like a little college town. It's a little college town, and we got quite a bit of people when they're here. But as soon as uh, you know, school's out, it turns kind of back into a ghost town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's mo- yeah. That's a- Bristol's kind of like that. Um, but for anyone yeah. who doesn't know, Grundy's kind of he's a bit like Toker. If you know Toker, he- he's an American guy. He's influenced by a lot of uh, like UK dubstep sounds. Um, I think you kind of have a bit of um I, I hope this doesn't come off like an insult because i know it might but you know like rhythm <laughs> it's okay. like a rhythm influence in a lot of your like basses oh like, yeah no totally uh um, yeah it's actually funny you bring that up because i like i i try to take the elements from uh rhythm yeah. that i do enjoy and then i'm like i don't like the robot noises as much <laughs> then i'm yeah. like okay well how could i tone that down a little bit and it's been working pretty good man no you hit it there's spot on yeah because it's like it's like a, a bridge between the sort of deep dubstep, like you have, like the strong subs, but you have like the sort of wobble and the sort of wonkiness that rhythm, like sort of has. Yeah, totally no, yeah, I, I'm all about the fart bass. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, you've recently just been doing a couple of shows um, around the US, I guess. How far? Like, so where did you visit? Oh man! All right. So we started out in December, and we—I think we can—I think that one was part of our like tour thing. But um, yeah, we were, we started off in Chicago at the Cairo Ale House, and that was with Prophet and um, Durandal and Microdot, and then Chief Kyle was with us, and that oh, yeah. was real fun. And then um, and then uh, the beginning of January there, they sh- they shot us over to New York City, and we played with the um. Uh, forgive me if I say this wrong, guys, but I think it's the Heartbeat Crew. They're yeah. re- they're really awesome, you know. Yeah, they uh, do some stuff for the Tsunami guys, you know, and they were those really nice. And, uh, oh yeah. And after that, we were in Dubuque, Iowa, and that was awesome too. Uh, Freaking party time there, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I think we were yeah we were just in Kansas City, and then um, we played Sioux City after that, and that was a. It's fucking wild, dude. Like, I'm from the Midwest and we get snowstorms, but yeah. Jesus Christ, I haven't been through something like that in a long time. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like you're going like quite all over the place. Um, do you usually do you get sort of like approached to play these shows by promoters, or do you um, sort of put yourself out there? Um, I think 
for this tour um a lot of it was um people that i had already kind of chatted with but my agent you know the swamp wolfers crew they they, they hooked that all up yeah and um it worked out really good yeah they're already um, pretty tight with all those crews um but yeah for the most part i don't really try to book myself i, I will if it's like local stuff but i just yeah. kind of let my agent handle all that yeah i mean that's that's a good it's a good way to go about it i think natural connections as well like if you know promoters from you know, they just, if you know, like if you've got that connection from the start. Um, yeah, no, totally. And yeah, it's not like, it's not like they're looking to make money off you. It's like a, they genuinely want to get you out there and get you to play some mad music. Yeah, I was just going to say, man, honestly, every stop felt like a giant, like, bro fest. It was awesome. <laughs> it's just like yeah. all these dudes that I already know. And they're like, hey, man, what's up? How are you? And I'm like, finally get to meet you in real life. How are you, man? Well, that's, I, it's, I saw, um, you know, HIFO. You ever heard yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was in the the states recently, I think, and uh, Sepia as well. Sepia is in the states as well. And um, yeah, we played. Oh man, I forgot we played that show with him in Chicago. I met Theo there. <laughs> he's a fucking riot, man. Yeah, and he's yeah, and that, but that's that's what I mean. Like he obviously has so so much like connections um, across the world, basically. And seeing you know, like seeing on Instagram and that like the community. That's kind of there's there's like no boundaries. It's like you just have you you create a community that's like just connected through the internet, and it actually gives people yeah. like you know like um, Ryder Shafiq as well. Like I, there's countless people they just get to go to places. Like I think Ryder Shafiq did a thing in India. Um, I know there was a promoter yeah. that took Killer P out to like Asia. Um, that Toby. Yeah, guy. I was gonna say Japan's like banging off for dubstep right now too. I feel like. Mm. so it must it must be it must be a pretty good feeling to like see all these um like connections sort of uh like sort of come it's like real life interactions and that it's very beautiful to see how the internet works in its mysterious ways that's for sure (laughs) you know it's um oh go ahead yeah i was just gonna say there's a a good um example of that would be your relationship with um what's his name fuck it vandal i was talking about him before vandalizer yeah yeah that would have never happened unless it was for the internet you know <laughs> like, and that's crazy yeah, I'm, you, that's actually I'm, go on oh go ahead oh say, no, you're way fine go ahead yeah i was gonna say do you so were you like um a fan of him during his like battle rap time or or did you hear of him like more recently well i okay so i, I think i'm how i heard him was um when cosmos did that substance i don't know if it, that was on there but the one tune that cosmos did with um and then i was like oh damn yeah <laughs> and then i had been up and i was like yo who is that and he's like it's vandal dude and i was like really and he's like yeah you should go by youth oracle and battle people mm. so i did my history and i went on youtube and watched all that and i was like holy shit this guy's he's a shit brick house <laughs> and then so i i just shot him a message and with the tune and he was like hell yeah let's do it and you know he's probably like he probably has the best turnaround of anybody I've ever worked with. So, like, you know, I respect that and I will forever yeah. work with him, you know. That work rate is mad as well. Like, he's been doing tunes like Aztec and all that. It's a crazy... Yeah, oh, a, yeah, man. It's just always, like, I'll go on Facebook and I'll just see, like, like he'll, he'll have just shot a new video or whatever. Like, just whenever you open up any social media, it's like there's always something that Vandal's putting out. Yeah, no, he's literally doing something all the time. That's why my hat goes off to the guy. I think he works full time as well. It's crazy. It's crazy. I I, I never realized up until I think uh, my mate Nick told me he was like, "You realize that's historical?" And I was like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. He was like, "Cause I, cause I used to watch Don't Flop like 
quite like religiously when I was younger, and um, mm-hmm. and I I remember I saw a bunch of youth oracle battles, and and when I heard Vandal, I was like, oh, this guy sounds sick, and there was something familiar about his vocals, but it wasn't like I didn't connect it immediately. I think I, yeah, had, yeah. I added him up on Facebook and that, and then he posted something about the fact that he was a youth oracle and that, and I was just blown away because I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, like I, I, there's still people like the comment on his videos are like, "Wait, are you Vandal or Youth Oracle?" <laughs> I think he still, I think he still goes by Youth Oracle sometimes. I'm not sure. Yeah. You'd have to ask him, but uh, yeah, no, like I gotta say, man, the dude's, I don't know, he's flourished as Vandal, but like, uh, yeah, I, I was like, man, I really was way late on the game. <laughs> youth Oracle smashed up too, man. Well, he's like, I, I think... watched him. Uh... I'll go ahead. Not carry on, carry on. Uh, I was just uh, going into his. Uh, oh, geez, that Spitfire there. That was hot. Yeah. I think I got actually. I got. I remixed that thing too, but I got that one. That's a secret to him. It's. Uh, it's. I think it's really <laughs> interesting that the niche that that he falls in as well, because you'd think that there's like in the UK is you get like um, you get it in the US as well. So do you know um, people like I guess like Dope Dod. Man, I'm going to sound like an ass, but probably I don't. Well, I mean, they're not like, I only know about them through a couple of tunes, but there's like, uh, I, was, I was just about to say like in the UK, there's a, there's kind of, there's people like foreign beggars and that who've kind of taken on the role of like spitting over, you know, like more, like more um, EDM style tunes, you know, like the UK F dubstep rather than actual. Yeah, like, definitely. I mean, like. I think Brucey and Window Kid, they're smashing it up too right now. But I think Brucey's more like on the that's like baseline, the, uh, baseline tip. Yeah, and Brucey, Brucey, yeah. Brucey that, kills it. I think uh, on on that 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 bits tune they just put out with uh, content was. <laughs> oof, I've been waiting for that one to drop forever though. Mm. But what I was what I was gonna say is, is like uh, with nobody really do, does it like Vandal does it like it's uh, it's a very it's like it's it's like it's not it's not as obvious for people to think to listen to the sort of music he spits on to think oh this would this would be so much harder if there was bars on it do you know what i mean like some people think the tune, yeah. the tunes are like heavy and hard enough without any vocals and then he just kind of adds that extra like you know like the sprinkle on top and, and like brings the tune oh, yeah. up another he's, level he's very he's got that uh, like, what do i call it? i call it brash energy that he has mm even no, the videos, like a, the videos hey. he does where he puts like the t- he has like the tin foil on his teeth and it's, it looks like grill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that was hilarious when he was doing that, dude. He's like, "What do you think for the music video?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, run it." I was like, "That's hilarious." <laughs> and the visuals always turn out like sick. I don't know who he works with. I can't. I, I know he. I know he credits the people who who does his videos, but they're always mad. I think um, it's like one. It's like. I want to say it's a handful of folk that he's got. He's got like an animator and then the, I can't remember the guy's name either. It's the one that uses that mouse logo that spins around. Oh yeah. I don't know his name either. I feel bad. I probably should have done some of my research. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. um, Yeah, dude, I heard you guys had a belter over there today. You guys had like t-shirts, like short weather. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been it's been it's been quite warm. I've not I've not really left the house to be honest. I've got a day off today, so I was just fucking making tunes. Um, it was nice looking out the window into the yeah. wide world. Where, where are you guys out of? Are you guys way up by Bradford then? Nah. So um, me and James are based in Bristol, which oh is... man, I feel like an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm pretty sure I thought you guys were from Bradford. Well, I mean, it's, it's got you know the br. 
Bristol Bradford. Yeah. Sounds quite similar. But um now nah, Bradford's like I, I I'm from probably nearer Bradford than I am and I was from Bristol, if you get me. So I've moved down here. No, so it's like down south, but I used to live up north. Um but James is from like Essex, so he's from he's like a London guy. Heck yeah, that's like uh yeah, I'd family not directly but like yeah over there in essex yeah heck yeah man <laughs> yeah actually I was, I was just chatting with nate the other day and <laughs> just figured out that i don't know like my family's from lancashire and he's like what and i was like oh no <laughs> That's i had to mad. do the whole read on the war yeah to do the whole read on the war of roses thing and i was like yeah, oh yeah. my gosh <laughs> the lancashire's like i'm from i'm from near like maybe like an hour or so from like that county yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got called a tutor, and I was like, "Oh man, come on!" <laughs> Dude, even I don't know about the War of the Roses. I can't. I think I like. I think it was like a history lesson that I just fell asleep in or something. It's uh, it, it was a very interesting read myself. I got. I gotta say, is that like is this is that like the Hundred Year War or something? Um, something like that. I, I think it was basically. Uh, basically, it was a lot of family issues, from what I remember, and uh, a lot of people were just fighting over the throne there, and oh, it yeah. could have been very easily resolved <laughs> if they would have just talked it out. <laughs> yeah, dude, that sounds mad. Ooh. I'm just looking. I'm on. I'm on the Wikipedia now. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch a YouTube video on that later. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> nah. See, we're doing this and we're learning today. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I remember. I I remember. I did history like one of my um, exams that we had to do um, and my history yeah. teacher just kept on telling me that I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail. And I was just like, and I got put, I got put in this class for like, it might be like, you know how you have like special ed in the, in the U S it was yeah. like, it like, it was like for, it was like for people who were just going to fucking completely destroy their exam results in history. And you had to like do extra classes no matter how much they taught me, I just could not. I just couldn't get it into my head. I was like, "This is ridiculous." Hey, that's like me and math, man. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. But like, I don't know. For some reason, I'm really good at just reading something and be like, "Oh, I remember that." Right. So, yeah, math, man. I'm horrible. <laughs> I'm, I don't think I don't. Yeah, I'm not a math guy either. But I think if you if you're a creative person, I don't think that I don't think that comes naturally to you, does it? No, it's a little, way too uniform, I guess. I yeah. Like I tried um, a, doing programming. Have you ever tried any any sort of like computer programming? Uh, you like I guess how you yeah I did like remedial like a remedial version of that over here, and uh, yeah I did not like coding. It's horrible, man. Oh yeah, my my my, <laughs> my, my uni course was like like ninety percent coding. It's fucking horrible. Oh. But uh, let's bring it. Let's yeah, bring, I don't know. <laughs> let's bring it back to. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, let's let's. We're, I'm going to take. I'm going to talk about some of your releases that people can check out because um, recently you had the substantial audio um, EP drop, and that was it's it's a pretty sick release. Um, Thank you very much, man. I think he he'd sent me some of the tunes beforehand. I think because I'd asked you for dubs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I I'm pretty sure I sent you 107. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's um you've yeah. had you've actually looking at it now, you've had um you've actually had some like pro, like the tracks like have been put up as like promo tracks. 
Yeah, actually, this is the first time too. I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, maybe I believe Juan did a write up. Yeah, actually, right now, big shout out to the Juan crew, man. Juan yeah. Forty boys, they are the Liddy boys, man. I love them, the cats. But uh, yeah, I think they did a write up for Champion Sound for us, and um, they mm. just previewed uh, uh, the um, substantial EP, and I, I want to say like he beat it. I'm not quite sure. I've been like I said, I've been so away from the computer i just told alex today i was like yo dude i can do promo stuff now finally yeah he's like yeah <laughs> but i mean that at least that shows that you're out there doing things in real life i because i think there's you do, like, you do need to be good at promo but um it's more important getting yourself out there and spinning in front of people yeah definitely I, i'm pretty bad at that <laughs> i'm pretty bad at like the promotion side of it dude i don't think i don't know anyone who's good at it uh, maybe yeah, maybe that you know uh, Booker's finest put out that little promo the other day that was like how he makes his bases. Yeah, and little wild boy. It was so hilarious, man. I watched that and I I, I, thought, I kicked myself because I thought it was serious to start off with, and then as yeah. it, as it went on further, I was like, all right, <laughs> this, this guy. Yeah, no, that was a great video. But that's like a, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. definitely a good way of doing promo. But I I don't know many people who would have the um, not the creativity, but like even like because the camera quality, everything about it was just really high quality. Oh yeah, totally. I, you know, I found it like when I do like I, it's really I think the best way to do it, especially in this day and age, is like a, Ken was funny, you know, and I like I, I when I look at it, I was like, how could you? what's a good way to like promo stuff and yeah. everyone likes memes yeah and then everyone that i talk to you know likes dubstep so if i generally when you try to do if you mix those two i think it's a good formula mm. yeah no fully like if you have something that like people might share without realizing it's like an advertisement like <laughs> it like tricks oh, yeah. people and that. So, totally and i'm not a very serious person either so i'm like all about just making that laugh stuff yeah man it's like do you, do you ever do any like video editing um because yeah find... all, all the, like um all the little like uh videos like when i post like uh remember that one i posted the stomp your nuts one that had like the ninjas fighting oh yeah 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 oh shit yeah, you make I them just, yourself i just you yeah i just youtube rip a whole bunch of stuff and cut it all up and you know i'm an internet pirate yeah because <laughs> I, I i did that i like uh i like taking you know like making little like uh, there was an interview with big nasty right and this um this girl, she was like a a news like a newsreader type person for a morning show in, in Britain. Uh, she was like asking him how to like how she can teach like like teach him grime slang basically. <laughs> and it's just like I I watched it and I was like I'd need to I need to just like edit this to make it you know just like make it into a bit of a meme. And it's the funnest yeah, shit. No, man. that would be good. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm all about making meme plates, man. I think I got actually like good like twelve or four, maybe fourteen tracks that I, I'm not, you know, I can't release them because most time labels are like, "Why did you use that sample?" <laughs> so I'm like, "All right, clearly I'm just gonna keep these to myself." <laughs> yeah, I always, I always see you, you post stuff, um, you know, like about, you know, like Sam Hyde videos and stuff like that. Oh my god, dude, he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. It's like, I, I always like, I, I always see so, there's certain producers I always see liking those sort of posts, and I'm like, I'm fairly sure there's a, there's like a community of producers who would all fucking get along so well because of like love of <laughs> just stupid shit like that. 
Dude, exactly, man. Like, uh, I find there's quite a bit of shit posters out there in the dubstep scene, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, and like um, Alex Alex Jones memes as well. They always go down well. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> he's been going off on a tirade lately. I don't know if he's actually gonna fight Joe Rogan or not. <laughs> no, I just watched. I watched uh, this video, which was like somebody put together a um, like a UFC trailer. And it's like cutting up all, all of the threats that Alex Jones has been saying to Joe Rogan. And then it's like cutting Joe Rogan shit. It's so fucking funny, man. And it's got like the inception, Dude, the inception noise behind it. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> the giant ass horn. <laughs> Dude, hell yeah. I know what I, after this, I know what I'm going to look up. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, there's, there's so much. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen the ones where it's like, um, it, they take things from the Joe Rogan podcast and it's like, Jordan Peterson meets Porden Jeterson and Joe Rogan yeah, meets the super Ro cuts. Jogan. And they have like they have like the people talking to themselves <laughs> like back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Dude, oh yeah, no, those shit. are great, man. Was it uh Pingu or I think that's his name. Oh Ping Ping Trip. Ping Trip. Yeah, Ping Trip. There we go. Yeah, he's fucking sick. Yeah. He's fucking sick. That shit is funny. Dude, you know what's funny is I was watching one of those Joe. The, uh, I think it was one of the last ones he had Joey Diaz on. Yeah. And Joey Diaz brought up, hey, have you ever seen those super cuts of your videos? And Joe changed the subject so <laughs> fast. <laughs> I could hear the brakes squealing. <laughs> I wonder why. I, the other day. I, I, won, I can't wait. The till... other day we ended up. Go on. The other day me and my girlfriend were watching him and he was. He was talking about the new uh, Samsungs there, and <laughs> he was just listening to like a little twelve-year-old talk about this cell phone. He's going off like, "Wow, you can like get these high-definition pictures." I was just like, "Dude, have you ever had a cell phone before, Joe?" <laughs> Jesus. I think he's he's like he's like that though. It's, I, that's part of the reason why I can't listen to him talk to like you know when he interviews people like Brian Cox or Elon Musk, and when he talks yeah. to like really smart people. I always feel dead bad for the the person who he's interviewing because they have to sit there and they can't they can't be rude to Joe Rogan because it's like they're they're yeah. just like they're like geniuses so they don't want to come off like a dickhead but Joe Rogan's like he, I kind of like it that he's just he just look he just like he gets like amazed by shit like he was talking about Quake. Um, oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like he probably really loves like one of the Quakes. I think it's Quake Three that he was like or Quake Four. And they were yeah, talking about does, <laughs> they were like talking about the new quake that they'd got installed in in like his new like fucking like complex, and um and he was just he just kept on bringing it back to like the old school quake and it was like he was just like <laughs> it was just so fucking funny man but uh, I, I can't wait till he interviews Kanye West and there's oh man that's gonna be a good one that's gonna be really awkward I feel like I'm probably gonna go really high and watch that one it just feels super awkward on my couch. <laughs> I think it's gonna come. Dude, that, it's gonna make so many. The one gone. The new one he just did with Dorsey. That oh, yeah. was really awkward. Yeah, the Twitter, the Twitter guy. Yeah, that was really awkward. Yeah. I'm not like hating on Joe, but I was just like, that was a really weird interview. <laughs> I couldn't sit through it. I just like, I think he he does really good uh, podcasts with comedians. I think, and like, and people yeah, who are into like nutritionists as well, like people who are into like health and and like the fighters and stuff. He can he knows his shit there. But when he talks to like, um, like he did, oh, who did he do one with where it's like, it was really, really awkward. Fuck, I'm good. He's going to, I don't know, man. That Barry Weiss one he just had was really awkward too. Oh yeah. Do you see the Mike Tyson <laughs> last one? Couple ones. 
Uh, I think a little bit, because I think I remember Mike was telling one of his crazy-ass stories about him being a bunch of blow. He was talking, yeah, about, he he was talking about doing DMT as well, like Mike Tyson was on DMT. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I gotta try it again, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Blasted yeah. Right yeah, Joe was like, Joe was like, when when did you do that? We're like, when, what, so when was this experience? And he's like, oh, it's like two months ago. <laughs> yeah. Just just did it. Just, just like, I'm fairly, I'm fairly new. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I, I'm just I'm waiting until one of the uh, one of these big dubstep guys. I'm waiting for Sapia to get a Joe Rogan interview. That's why. That would be very interesting, dude. Theo is hilarious. So I'm pretty sure that whole thing would just be a bunch of laughs. You need to listen to. I don't know if you have already, but we, me and James interviewed. We interviewed Theo, um, Max, Coma, obviously, and Rigby, and. That yeah, okay. that interview was that was fun as fuck, and then it end, it basically ended up with Theo on a drum kit, uh, Rigby on the piano <laughs> in the like because we we filmed we 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 recorded it in the in the live room, and Rigby just started playing yeah, yeah. on the piano at the end, and uh, and then they started jamming together. It was, oh, that's badass! Yeah, it was absolutely nuts. It kind of just devolved that's into chaos. <laughs> it was sick, <laughs> that's a great way to end it. No, it was good. No, it's funny too. This whole tour, everywhere that Theo had been, it was very nice because everyone had nothing but like nice things to say mm. about him. And then actually, on the car ride up to uh, Sioux City before he got shit on, he had sent. I don't know if it was the archive from him playing this summer in the Meta. Yeah. Because they record all the mixes, and um, they don't. I don't think they're releasing them. He just Chad keeps them to himself. Yeah. And uh, we were listening to it, and I was just like, "Damn, dude, this is such a dope ass mix." Mm. He does some of the most violent wheel ups ever. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just, it's like, you can see that, you know, and you can, you can tell when people are being like, um, when they're just like that, you can tell what it, like what their passion is. Like they're fucking, they're just, they're just, they're just enjoying every minute they have to do what they love. And he's like one of those guys, oh, he's, yeah. like you, you'd, you'd never hear him like, you know, like, yeah, I just think, I just think there's some people that you see and you're like, I don't know, you just don't get good energy off them, but he's a fucking top lad. Oh yeah, man! I don't think I've ever been hugged more in my life by another dude than my dad. You know, <laughs> like growing up, like he was just in my hip that whole life. It was great, yeah. But yeah, dude, he's got a big passion. You know, I would even say you know the other one too is yeah, I mean Elijah Chief Kaya, man. Mm. That dude on the decks is a. Uh, I'm talking like there's so many times I went to go wheel him up, and he's like, I can't, you know, I can't do it because he's got like three, four songs playing at once. Yeah, I'm like Jesus, man. Dude, I, I respect Power. I respect people like that. Have you ever heard of Nafati? Yeah, yeah. He's fucking crazy on the decks. That's you like what I strive for one he's, day, man. He's on. He's got. A, I think he has a few. Like, um, if you go on his Twitter or maybe on uh, YouTube, I think there's a lot. There's like some Nafati, like uh, you know, how, you know, when DJs just do videos to show their techers. And they just like it's it's just yeah. there's for no no reason but just to like you know show people like this is what I can do. Yeah, yeah. He's got a bunch of them. And um, have you heard Sage Pay as well? Sage Pay is a, a mad DJ um, from the UK who's like he, he's literally just. I want to say. Go on. I want to say I've seen that. Like I want to say yes, and then like I don't know, but I, I, yeah. I swear to God, I've seen his name pop around in my stuff. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't. He, he, Are you talking about Sage Drummer? No, no, he's uh, he's literally, it's called DJ Sage Pay. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He, he, no, I have to, I have to dig around. He does a lot of like, he does a lot of radio. He's, he's like, he's, I think he started putting himself out to play like a lot of uh, like radio sets last year. And he got like, he just ended up like getting like a ridiculous amount of radio shows like every month. He'd be like, he'd literally oh, have yeah. like one, like one a day or some shit for like, <laughs> you know, and people just gather momentum. He's, Dang man, that's awesome. That's a legit job, dude. But like everyone who's seen him, like he was in Bristol. And I actually missed him um, the last time he was in Bristol. But everyone who's seen him play, they're just like, this dude is a fucking monster. I gotta witness it. <laughs> you know, I love that. I really do enjoy watching people like mix their heart out, man. That stuff's a science. Yeah. I think, yeah, like Elijah, man, he was just doing mashups of vocals the whole night, like on deck three. Yeah. And I was just like, ooh, ah, wow. <laughs> I think you need to have like a, like a, like a part of your brain needs to be opened up because like I, I sometimes, I'll, I don't really DJ, but when I do, it's like two, two tracks. I think I can, I can handle, I can always mix two tunes. I'm, I probably struggle with it because I don't practice enough, but if I had another deck on there, it would be like. I don't know how I would. I don't know how I would like organize it. <laughs> no, totally. I, I'm I'm a totally a, a two deck guy too, man. I uh, when I watched him do that stuff, I'm like, <laughs> that's not for me. But I, I mean, I I'm gonna have to like probably teach myself here eventually. But yeah, like uh, it's very nice actually. This is the basically I had never used CDJs before until this tour. So Elijah mm. just taught me how to use them. And now awesome. I love them, man. Like I don't. Yeah, I love them, man. Like. Now I got my controller here at home and I'm looking at it. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I don't really want to mix on that right now. Yeah, so I, ruined, I'm yeah. fully all about it. You've been ruined. I think me. I'm going to probably end up. Yeah, no, totally. I think I'll probably, that's be one of my next purchases to be honest with you. <laughs> mm. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to save up for some uh, like turntables, vinyl ones. And I want to get, I want to get good at like mixing vinyl. Um, but, oh yeah, totally. And it's like, it's slightly. That's something I would always learn. I would love to learn how to mix vinyl, man. I think it's slightly, slightly more affordable than getting CDJs, but um, if you can, if you can mix on vinyl, it kind of gives you like um, an advantage on controllers. Yeah, and everybody's, you know, the thing I, I'm about to, I'm like, I'm weird, and I, like when I was a kid, I had like a silk tip blanket, and I always used to rub it on my nose, and my fingers, so I like the way shit feels when it's like soft. Yeah. Everyone's like, man, you gotta feel vinyls, man. They just, there's nothing that feels like that. Yeah. So like I'm like, oh hell yeah, <laughs> like I'm about that. Yeah, like I, I was at, um, I went to Soma's house, Joe Rooney. I went to his house, and he was like trying, he was trying to teach me how to, how to, um, how to mix vinyl, and I got a bit carried away with like the whole like feel of it too so i was like and i was a bit i was a bit drunk as well so i wasn't like i wasn't being as careful as i could have been because <laughs> i was just like yeah. oh my god this feels awesome <laughs> and i was just like <laughs> when i was queuing up the track i just kept going like chukup, chukup, and trying to be all like flashy with it <laughs> and he was just like no 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 <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah no uh i would love that you know i'd, I'd really like to, well it's kind of sad my record collection is literally two records mm. <laughs> and it's it's uh simon and garfunkel's greatest hits and oh, hell yeah. jimmy pay or i got a robert plant solo album <laughs> oh nice which one is it like one of yeah, his yeah. which which solo album is it oh it's oh where are they at i don't remember the name of it but it's oh, like yeah. gotta be from the 80s and the 90s oh mad mad i've got i've got a bunch of records like that but it's a money pit it's a money pit fucking you get addicted to it yeah 
actually you just talking about how joe nice's record collection must be and i was like man that's probably one of the dopest record collections around can you imagine just being able to have a look being able just to pull out a few of his records and just put them on i'll have a listen to him oh well dude what is it elijah he told me that last time he'd seen joe joe was like literally just pulling the, his his you know his bass bins over and he's like yo dig through and pick one he's like this one and I, he's like yeah run it <laughs> just pick it out and play it i was like that that's a good showman right there yeah it's crazy and these people um because joe's a bit like that do you, do you ever listen to soma's music have you heard of him before yeah i've listened to soma i don't have like songs are my favorites but like nova and george have been like schooling me and showing me all yeah. like the good stuff because uh he's he's like yeah, actually big shouts to aztec too <laughs> yeah aztec is fucking he's he's one of the nicest guys as well oh he's a peach man he's one of the most loveliest fellows i've ever met man yeah he's one he's one of those guys that you meet and it's like um you can have like a you can have like a deep chat with him about fucking oh yeah doesn't doesn't just have to be about like you know it's like sometimes you meet some people and all you have to talk about is music but it's good when you see people who are like, yeah. they're a bit more like, I don't know. I, I think it's like people who are more, they're less guarded. They just sort of like, they'll just tell you shit. They'll just talk to you and they're not bothered yeah. about like who you are. He's like one of the only people I'll answer the phone for like at three in the morning, you know? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Cause yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it's going to be a good conversation. <laughs> but yeah, um, these people, there's a lot of, there's a lot of producers who are like, they, they, they started cutting to dub um you know like tunes like if i send soma tunes and he likes like he's he's done it a few times with tunes that i've sent him and that's what that's one of the things that i was like i was dead happy when i was mixing because he just whipped out one of my tunes and I, I could i could have a go at mixing one of my dubs on vinyl and i was like oh this is sick and i didn't have to pay to get it cut or anything <laughs> but that's like it's like a it's like a new generation of like these people are gonna have like mad rare tunes on vinyl because like nobody really cuts to dub so like people like Riz Latif all of these guys they're they have like they 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 buy like investing 50 quid and cutting four tunes to dub that their friends have sent them these are tunes that might never get released from producers that might become like famous as fuck and all yeah, of a sudden they've got like, like a dub it's crazy that's like having the holographic Charizard card back there in '96. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. People, <laughs> people, people would pay so much for that shit. Like, um, oh, yeah. I was looking at. Um, have you seen? Do you have, have you ever heard of Polonis? No, I have not. So he's like, um, he's he's more he's more of like a grime producer, like the eight bar okay. grime, like sort of esky sound, um, like Wiley, Just super clappy. Yeah, and um, he's that's got raw energy. He yeah, well he's he started up his uh, his his label called Evil World, and he's done a oh, hell yeah. he's done a limited run of two of his dubs on um, I think it's ten inch um, acetate release I think, and um, it's like sixty five quid. I actually I really wanted to get one, but because it was sixty five quid, because there's only ten of them in existence. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like it's really. I There's mean, only ten. Only ten, yeah. And the, and this and that. I was I was so. If I had the money in my account, I probably would have bought one, because he's one of those producers that he just makes tunes that that do have these this like raw energy to them. But it was just like it was just one of those things that it's like, and he, I think he's going to be releasing more. 
But there was some like people on Reddit were getting annoyed because I think they were like, oh, people are going to have to remortgage the house to get one of these or something. And it's like... <laughs> yeah, but it's like, hey, man, you're paying for the quality. And if there's only 10 made, that mm. makes it that much more special. Yeah, and if you and it's like um, you see... Do you, you know like the Bandulu releases where they have like super limited runs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that goes real fast. Yeah, and then they, and then as soon as they, they're all gone, they like jack up the price because people will pay like hundreds of pa- hundreds of pounds for a rare record. Oh yeah, and they always got sick album art, man. That's like some of my favorite album art. Them and Crucial do some sweet stuff. Yeah, Cru- Crucial. It's, it's almost like with them guys, it is like um, it's almost like metal. Like metal um, designs because yeah. they're also like dark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, and you know, I like metal a lot. So I was like, that's right up my alley. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> it was sick that you were posting. I don't I don't see many people giving cattle decapitation much appreciation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, dude. Big shouts to them and Dying Fetus and those like those guys, man. That's like that's some good tunage, man. Dude, and the, yeah, it just and it like, feels weird because I just make dubstep now, so it's like I don't really get a chance to listen to metal as much. But when I do, I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm 15 again. So did you like? So was that like m- the majority of your childhood? Um, was that was that like metal rock? Yeah, I um, I started actually, man. I I got I started. All right, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Yeah. I started out uh, playing guitar when I was like seven. And uh, so, like, when I was around there, my stepdad was, like, way into, like, Iron Maiden and stuff. And yeah. So, yeah, he'd give me, like, you know, let me listen to his vinyls that he had, you know, like, that blew my mind. And then I got into, like, Megadeth and, you know, Metallica. So then, at this stage, I was already wearing the bullet belt and the jean mm. jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a huge hair. And then, um, and then I kind of just started, like, and I got, I don't know, I got old because I, I was trying to play in bands and stuff, but nobody really play music where i'm at yeah and so uh i uh kind of just got started falling back into love with punk music again and then i got mm. into hardcore and then somehow someone slipped me the oh fabric live 37 mix yeah in like 2010 i shit my pants i was like whoa <laughs> what the fuck is this and uh and then all of a sudden skrillex got big and i was like eh, i don't know if i like this as much yeah so i chilled out and it's actually funny man because Chief Kai is the first, he's the dude who got me back into dubstep. So, oh, yeah. Like, you know, four years ago, I was like, whoa, dude, this guy's sick. <laughs> I didn't even know that, I, you know, and then I'm making music with him now, so it just blows my mind. It, yeah, it's been a fucking wild ride, dude. Yeah. But that's, I, I think that's, great. a lot of people take that transition into, like, it's all metal, and then you hear something that, because I don't know about you, but I was a bit of a, a metal elitist when I was younger. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was I was probably a little bit snobby for sure, man, with that stuff. But I also didn't realize that, like, I used to listen. It's weird because I used to really like um, certain radio DJs that I would hear in the morning because they used to be quite funny. So I'd put on the radio, but in like subconsciously, I was listening to all this, like, you know, I was listening to like Kanye West and all that, like mm-hmm. more more mainstream stuff that I really like now. But I I never appreciated it when it was on the radio, and then when I same in, do that. Go on. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. You, you. Yeah, I was just gonna say that because there was things like there was there was things that I was hearing like I was listening to. So, um, Dizzy Rascal, Boy in the Corner came out, and that was one thing yeah. where I thought, Do you know what, I can give that a, I can give that a pass because it's it, the dude sounds like he's nuts, like he's just shouting into a microphone, and it's really <laughs> like abrasive like tunes. There wasn't there was like that one single on it, um, that well, it, fix up look sharp tune. 
yeah, yeah, okay. And um, and that was all that like, I can pass that. But then I was listening to like a Monomath and like Cradle of Filth and fucking. Oh, Monomath, man! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> but I used to listen to like. You remember like? like go on. You remember like thick as blur, like three inches of blood and stuff. Yeah, like that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking. Um, I was. Yeah. I had a blast from the past when somebody mentioned Atreyu the other day. I had not heard of them in years man we just listened to him the other day man it's crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah I, like, dude. I, I got back into like um I, I went to see behemoth the other week i don't know if you listened to them yeah i remember that did you enjoy it man he was it was one of the I think best i told you the one time that i'd seen him like nurgle literally had a fucking raven flying off his armor and landing back on his dude, like it's fucking yeah yeah, like that. That I, that was what I, I took my mate there, and my mate he used to be into metal as well, but now he's just like he listens to grime like twenty four seven. So we both turned up, and um, we both came out like that was one of the best shows ever because it's like the every like the sound quality. If you're a sound nerd, if you're an audiophile, it was like yeah. it was like I never expect metal gigs to be like clear, and like sometimes it can get a bit like. Um, it can make it can literally like rattle your eardrums and you come out of it like I didn't really enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> but this was like yeah. it was so it was so it was so well put together. But um but I also used to listen to quite a lot of like a bit more what we what I'd describe as like moist metal. So I'd listen to like um, you know, Bring Me the Horizon, Escape the Fate, all that emo stuff. Like I, I, oh hey man, I got into that shit hardcore too here for a hot second. I like Oh jeez! <laughs> like oh jeez! Yeah, no, um, yeah, I you know I grew up with the Warp Tour stuff, so mm. I, you know. But I think I it. I think it's like that shit was hot. I think it's interesting because I always think I was I overthink things too much. So when I when I think about like what music I was into, it was like it was like I was looking for acceptable ways to listen to like melodically nice music that wasn't pop. So I'd listen to like yeah. Avenged Sevenfold because. They had guitars and stuff, but they also had very like, well put together. Yeah, they had really well written songs. And then it, yeah. it was only when I was like sort of going into college times where I was like, oh, do you know what? I think I just really appreciate all elements of music. And then I started like letting myself listen to like shit that would have probably embarrassed me like years before because it's just if you're a fan of music, you can appreciate everything. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't always have no, to be totally. like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's uh, a common thing that I find with people where um, there's a lot of things that you don't want to admit to liking. Yeah, especially when you're younger, man. Mm. You know. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> geez, wow, who's my guilty pleasure? I'm trying to think of a good guilty pleasure band of mine right now. Jeez, I kind of just like it all, to be honest with you. I listen to country now, too. Like, just whatever. <laughs> just yeah. play it, and I'll listen to it for the most part. Do people hate on country? I catch myself listening to... Really? Yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't like the newer stuff as much, because it's Did, like... Yeah. I don't know. We were, we were on the ride home today, and there's like a trap beat, and this guy was like, hell yeah. Yeah, no. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck is happening, dude? Yeah, it's got to be like, you know, like Hank Williams or something like that, you know, like from the 30s and 40s, like fucking... The proper old yeah, school country that's stuff. Good beer drinking music, man. Yeah. That, Kathy I, Klein, she's great too. I was telling my friend about huh? um they were the first that was like the first genre that did diss tracks. Who? Uh oh, country? like country music was the first genre that would have diss tracks. So you'd have like a male country singer who was involved um in a relationship with a female country singer and then they'd 
you know, they'd break up. And then the female, oh, con- yeah, yeah like- the female country singer would come out and then start singing songs about how fucking this dude was trash. And then, <laughs> and then he'd fire a tune back about how she was like shit. <laughs> and they'd just like fire tunes at each other. <laughs> it's a war, it's a war zone out there. Literally, they, they were war dubbing each other. <laughs> they were sending for each other. <laughs> They're like, look, I'm sending for your ass tonight when we get out there. Pack up your little dub plates. <laughs> <laughs> exactly no i think uh and like i don't know i think like they're towards that once the end of the metal the metal era stuff i was like you know i was really into like reggae a lot and i was listening yeah. to a lot of billy boyo and smiley in michigan and stuff like that yeah um you know because i smoked a bunch of weed then too mm. so i was like all right it kind of just morphed into me getting older and being like well but i really want to try to be the fastest loudest kid on the block you know yeah and as it's like, eh, it's futile. <laughs> well, also, it's like, because you mentioned about being in a band, and I think that, like, or be trying to look for people to play with. Like, I had a few uh, experiences with, um, this will make you laugh, right? I was in a band, which we did, like, classic rock. So it was, like, yeah. um, basically trying to be, like, ACDC. Um, oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever hear of a band called Airborne? They were like Australian, yeah. yeah, Australian band, and they were yeah. basically like ACDC but on speed. And so I was like, yeah, yeah. I was basically trying to be them, but like another version. And um, and we had we got like we got we actually played a few cool gigs. We played like um, a local festival. We did two local festivals. We did a bunch of like local smaller gigs for like you know like younger bands. And then mm-hmm. we got offered a, like our first like real gig in a really shitty bar in a really shitty town um and we were all just really excited uh, apart from two of the members of the band who were like super christian <laughs> oh no <laughs> and and that and that that and it was their parents right their parents were like if we play this gig all your stuff's gonna get stolen like they they would they they just were like they had this like image of you know like any well i would argue is like any town across any country just like a normal town yeah happen and they, anywhere and they were literally like oh well what if they what if they steal all of your instruments and we were just like and they, and they literally wouldn't come to the gig and, and one of the guys was the lead singer and the other guy was the drummer so we couldn't even do the gig without them and it was just like and then Ooh. and that band kind of went downhill because the lead singer was like um we were all 15 right and the lead singer said if it was in our in our in our destiny to become famous god would have allowed it by now <laughs> oh geez you know that's hilarious that you bring that up man the first tour i like, went on like in a band i was in a christian i got basically hired as like a almost like a studio musician or like a tour yeah. musician to so i had to learn all their songs in like a week or two and they were a christian metal band i was like all right whatever man okay, mm. i'm all about you know uh uh oh shit now i can't even think of their name you remember that really super heavy band it was like super christian i i know as i lay dying with christian um pod pod oh no this is way heavier like super fucking shit vocals and all that oh right i don't even know how it's christian music but like rose funeral made a diss track for him they called it crucify kill rot oh right (laughs) oh yeah because their one tune was called nailed dead risen they're like fuck you but anyway so i went on this tour with this band i learned all their songs right and then 
like a couple days before, like basically the same thing. They're like, well, the mom's the drummer, you know, like, you can't go. This is dangerous. <laughs> and so we quit. So we had to play the fucking click tracks and the drums. So I got really good at not fucking up live. <laughs> it's like, if you messed up, the drums ain't stopping, dude. So yeah, we had to do that. But yeah, the funny thing is, like my uncle, it's actually, it's, this part's not funny. My uncle was like really sick and he ended up passing away after the tour. But like, you know, I was like, oh man. I'm going to be like a real, you know, try to be a real good Christian. Like I was following, I was like even fasting. I was following the mm. old Testament. It was praying and then doing all that stuff all the time. When my uncle passed away, we got back from the tour and the guys basically told me that I wasn't Christian enough and that I can't be in the band. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Dude, that's crazy. So <laughs> okay. do, you, do you like, do you, do you like, um, follow Christianity now? No, I'm, nah. Uh, my books are pretty open. Yeah, it's a it's a weird one because I think I don't really I don't bash on anybody, but like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. If, not... if you do, it's whatever. That's the thing. It's like it... hey, you know, they, they probably got more dedication than I do, so you know. I think I think there's quite a, a strong arg- argument for for being religious. I just don't have the I don't have like the faith in me. Like I, my whole family, or my dad's side of the family, were like super Catholic, and we used to go to church quite a lot. Um, and they're like Polish, so they're like Polish Catholics, and they they like they're super into like their traditions but um i've never really oh had... hell yeah yeah if you come from a polish family yeah dude we got a bunch of polish families up here so yeah it's like polish. it's like they don't do they don't like they don't fuck around but i was always just like i just never i never like felt it but um i actually think like the more i've got older the more i've thought like do you know what it might be like a beneficial thing to have that faith you know, because like, it, it kind oh, of... totally, man. I think it's, like, a good thing. Like, it's not, like... I think it's how you interpret it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a good book to teach you how to live your life. Mm. A good way, you know what I mean? For yeah, sure. yeah. And uh, it's how you interpret that. I mean, you can be hardline on it and be like, listen, like those kids, you can't go here. All your stuff's going to get stolen. Yeah. Or you can be like, right, I'm going to be a little bit loose with this, but I know what I believe in, and I know where not to go past with myself. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like like it's yeah, totally. um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of like quite famous people who are like they they they're like more they seem to be like more spiritual. They they they're like I believe in something, but I don't believe in like um, whether it's like, yeah. I think actually that would be a better category for me to follow. It would be like that, like you know, it's it's impossible that we're here alone, in my opinion. So there's got to be something out there. And and it's also like I like I actually met, I met someone the other day who was um what's the one with the the it's the the one with the gold tablets and it's like John Smith or someone is that is it Mormons I think is it the Mormons yeah, yeah Mormons they're huge over here dude but I've met an English Mormon I didn't know they existed really yeah and um yeah, I didn't I th- know that that's wild I thought they were joking as well I I kind of felt bad because I was like they 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 were telling me that they were Mormon and I was like oh yeah really. Uh, and then I started like I started I made like joke I made a bunch of jokes about the gold tablets and they were like how do you know about this and I was like what? I was like I'm, you're I was, like oh <laughs> shit you're for real I was fully taking the piss and they didn't they didn't realize it but I did feel bad but um but yeah fuck how did we get onto that oh yeah because you were talking about Christian metal but no um, yeah no it's uh you know something crazy out here dude the Mormons almost went to war because there's so many of them in the west side of the country like mm. in the Midwest. I'm pretty sure they almost went to war with our Union Army, like to have their own country. Oh, really? 
Was that yeah, like, was, I, sure I, that was a big deal. When was that, Jerry? Was that in like the early 1900s or something? Or was that like recently? Uh, oh, late eight, like the late late 1800s. Ah, right, like, okay. Before our Civil War and all that. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure actually like our union killed a whole bunch of them and then we covered it up too. There's like a whole big thing about it. Yeah, like they were going to like make their own nation out there. And uh, I want to say it was like Salt Lake. It's definitely way out west. Yeah, yeah. Too way west but yeah it's wild man yeah the mormons out i can't believe you have a, an english mormon yeah i don't i think it's like um because we have like jehovah's witnesses and all that i think there's like um if we have like a thing the you church, got the seven day adventists oh uh, I, I don't know what the, i don't know about that i've got we've got like the church of the latter-day saints and all like i think we have quite it's basically a, the same thing yeah yeah we have we have a bunch of things and i don't know how I, don't, I think it's i don't know i don't know what it is i think sometimes just um people kind of people just want a connection to something and somebody might i mean there might be some there might have been a few americans who came back over to england for some reason to start you know like a yeah. like a missionary thing like we'll spread mormonism or whatever yeah actually uh my church that i used to go to when i was a kid and the, my pastor he lived out there i can't remember where but he lived out there and that's where he went to like his uh, sermon school for like um i think uh I was like a non-denominational, so it was like whoever, whatever Christian faith you were all about. I think that's what it meant. You're like welcome, or you know. But yeah, that's like actually, man, the priest that we got now, I think that guy's from Ireland. Oh yeah. So we got a pretty eclectic, pretty eclectic church over here. I think that's the. Uh, I think if if you if you're like a, a priest or or a bishop or um, if you're like an important member of a church, I feel like you probably. It's kind of like if you're a DJ, right, and you want to play your music across the world you want to spread you want to like yeah. spread your message <laughs> you want to you want yeah. to spin your record he's going out on tour for jesus dude yeah literally literally like he's, he's going out to spread the the word of the lord it's so it's so mad <laughs> but yeah um the but what i was gonna the say jesus world tour it's coming around 2019 coming to a city near you I think it's so. I think they the only places they haven't reached are those places where they end up getting shot by the tribal people in it. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah. That one guy who decided to go to the Sentinel Islands, thinking he'd convert the whole tribe. Yeah, that was the, that was like that's like the equivalent of like if you were a DJ and you wanted to go and play in like I don't know, like Raqqa or like Syria. Yeah, this is oh, where I'm gonna sure. I'm gonna you, take my dubs like, to Syria. Be like, uh, what type? What, what are you doing? <laughs> Could you stop? <laughs> but um, yeah, I think my, my the point about like the the Christianity thing and the bands being in, being in bands. Yeah, that was it. Being in bands, it drives people to um, make music in their bedrooms on computers because it's less. You run into less problems with. Um, whether it's fundamentalist Christians telling you that you're not Christian enough, or saying that God yeah. doesn't want you to be famous, like you don't you don't deal with that when you're allowed to sort of sit and th- and you know make a lot of the decisions yourself. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, that was a big thing too. You know, and I was always in bands. There's kids who were like, "Well, I want to sound like brand new," and I was like, "Well, I'm listening to a lot of Megadeth lately, so." I really don't know what you want to go in this direction. Now with producing, it's like, you know, I'm only one. I'm fighting myself. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. And so I really do enjoy it. Ugh, man, I don't want to say more because I really do. You know, I miss playing in bands mm. a lot. Yeah. If 
I could like make a reggae band, I'd probably do that full time. <laughs> I would love that. I think but, it, uh, it would be cool to be in a band. You know, like um, have you ever heard of Enter Shikari? Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because they're <laughs> That's like some wild shit back was, in the day. And I was gonna say like their um their later stuff. They always they always have some like weird. Sometimes it's a bit cheesy and corny, but they always have some like quite heavy. They've got that. They have like a thing where they'll do a gig and they'll they'll do a DJ set afterwards, and they call it Shikari Sound System. Um, oh no shit! And they're like they're like so into their fucking like electronic music, and they literally have like mad synths and stuff like that on stage. But um, they so also manage to like see. They remind me of like uh, the Chariot. You remember them? I'm not sure. I heard of those. No. Man, I, I'm pretty sure I'm, yeah, dude, if you ever get a chance, check out the Chariot. That's just like a giant wave of feedback and just fast music. Oh, yeah. That's, I'll, I'll put that in. I think they delve list. a little bit into the, uh, the little bit of like the electronic stuff here once in a while, too, but they were a big one around here. Um, yeah, when you said Enter Shikari, I was like, that's the first thing I thought of was the Chariot. I was like, whoa. It's cool. It's like, um, yeah. it's a really good blend of, of the, of like, genres. And I, I've tried to do it with, um, with my love of like black metal and grime, I tried to blend those together. Like I've done a little dub of, um, you know, Pow by Lethal Bizzle. Or I want to say yes. I I was like not that huge into black metal. I definitely like black metal, but I just I think it was just the way the albums are cut. Oh yeah, They're yeah so yeah, tinny. Yeah. You know what I mean all the time? Yeah. And uh, now I appreciate it a little bit more. Like, you know, I'll go into, like, Burzum and all that shit when I'm, like, feeling <laughs> yeah. down. And the put thing, some black metal on. Dude, the thing with black metal as well is you can't be certain that the person you're listening to isn't a horrific person. Like, I, like Burzum, yeah. the guy from Burzum, <laughs> like, I, I don't know if you've seen, but the guy from Burzum, um, when, he came, when he came out of jail, he actually has yeah, yeah. a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called like. Oh, I can't even think of his name now. It's called Thorulian. It's called Varg. Varg Vikernes. <laughs> yeah, Varg Vilkernes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vikernes or whatever. Yeah, and his yeah, U- dude, he's an asshole. He's like a racist asshole, isn't he? Yeah, and his YouTube channel is fucking hilarious, man, because he just goes on about like. Um, he's like, he's all he's he's on about like um, the uh like the like taking away the culture of europe like via immigration and stuff like that he just has these really like wacky conspiracies and he's written books and all that and if you ever if you ever just feel like you know what i want to watch some asshole embarrass himself online you should check out some of his videos you know if you're smoking a spliff or something because it's so fucking funny he literally lives in the middle of nowhere and he just sits and talks in front of a camera it's a bit sociopathic when you think about it in the long run. Well, he did kill someone. He murdered him. So yeah, and if you, if you heard about like why the, did he murder that guy? Was it because he was jealous of him? There was a thing. There was a thing. Um, a little like a little documentary on it where he 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 basically was he. There was this record shop in um, I think it was Norway, uh, one of the cities in Norway where black metal was like big. And he used to go down there all yeah. the time and he was just like, um, apparently he was like talking shit about Euronymous and Euronymous apparently was just like, he'd always say stuff like, oh, um, I want to kill this person. Like if he got angry, he would always be like super like, um, he'd exaggerate very a lot. gory about it. Yeah, yeah. He just, he'd, he'd basically run his mouth a lot. And I think yeah. that there was an altercation in a, ho- in a hotel room where um, Euronymous came into this hotel room where Varg was. 
and Euronymous was like in his underpants and apparently had like blood on him and he had like gla- a glass shard in his hand or something like that. It was basically like Varg said that Euronymous looked like he was going to kill Varg and because Varg had been hearing that Euronymous wanted to kill him, he d- he was like, oh, it was all self-defense. But yeah. um, because I think Varg was like the only guy there apart from Euronymous and so nobody else really knows what yeah. hap- what happened so yeah. it's just like and yeah he killed his ass with a screwdriver so i'm like yeah didn't he yeah 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 because there was like there's no like actual weapons in the on the crime scene it was just like i think there was some there was some broken glass around the room because i think they'd got into like a tussle like a bit of a fight yeah but it's just like i think varg has one story and then other people have heard other things and it's like nobody really knows what what went down you're saying the dude in mayhem was another one like that was a fucking wild ass band too but it's like um do you see that talking about you know like as i lay dying before that guy uh hired a hitman to kill his wife yeah he got did he get out of jail yet or no yeah he got out of jail and then they they reformed the band <laughs> they've actually they, wow. put, they put a single and it's called uh, they put a single out and I think it's called like Doug Doug My Grave or something like that. You sure did, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the hell, dude! Like, how the hell could you hire someone to kill your wife or like, get out of prison? Like, it wasn't even that long ago. No, like, it was five years ago. Yeah, it was about five years. Yeah, I think that I think the reason he didn't get that much time is because it was the guy who he he contacted was a um like a policeman so he it was like an undercover feb so there was no chance oh. that anyone was actually gonna die it was like a it was like a sting operation yeah okay well yeah i mean if you put that shit on the internet i'm sure it's gonna get caught up somewhere i mean we can talk about crayons and our phone hears it and all of a sudden the wish app pops up and it's like hey is these crayons that are on sale i'm like how the hell did you hear me Dude. Watch, we're gonna get off the phone, and I'm gonna look at my phone, and it's gonna be a bunch of crayon stuff and black metal. I was gonna say, yeah, you'll just have like you'll you'll get links to fucking that the Vogs YouTube channel. Oh, the what? The, Sorry, the, the uh, Vogs YouTube channel. The guy from Berlin. Oh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna get the slick on that tonight. <laughs> there was one. There was one that I watched where he's literally it's him driving a car around a forest for about ten minutes, like nothing else. Is he speaking? Is he speaking Norwegian or is he speaking in English? No, he speaks. He speaks in English. He speaks in English, and he has loads of. Um, he has like a fan base of people saying, "You're just speaking the truth, Varg, and they don't want you to shine." That shit's dangerous, though, man. Because like that kind of talk is like that's what led that Niels guy out to that island and killed all those kids. Like it's dangerous when you're famous and you talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think the thing with him is he's he's like um, most people know not to not to listen to what he says. Like, I think I had one friend who was like, I, sh- I showed them the YouTube channel as a joke, right? And then they started saying like, oh, but he kind of has a point. <laughs> and I was like, fuck off. <laughs> I was just like, I just, I was just like, just stop watching his videos and <laughs> they just don't watch anymore. I was like, dude, Varg's got too much charisma. His charisma is 10 <laughs> plus right now, dude. You gotta roll the double die and get your fucking chance back. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts but um but i think yeah people like i don't i don't think it's a problem people will say that like you know like, um you know like marilyn manson and all those people like with the columbine incident people were blaming marilyn manson for all this shit and um but they are 
Well, when when Columbine happened, um, there was like. It, oh, I thought you said something else was newer. Yeah, when Columbine happened, yeah, no, he totally got blamed. Corn was one of the only ones too. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but the thing is, there's so many like, especially in indie music in the UK. Um, probably the stuff with um, do you hear the stuff about Ryan Adams in the US or Canada rather and he's like um, he's had something with his like ex-wife where his ex-wife was like he groomed her from like a really early age weird yeah like, like Ted Nugent no, but that's a, yeah he's another fucking nutcase like there's there's so many of these like crazy crazy motherfuckers and i and it's not like the only connection i think is that they're they're like they all make music or they're all like they all have like an outlet if you know they make they make good music because they're fucked up people or whatever yeah yeah but, but it's yeah, not, I, say, I don't even think like ted does drugs or i don't think he drinks or he hasn't <laughs> so he's just a seriously wild crazy guy but there's like in talking about country as well there's a bunch of country musicians who would like um you know like um, there was a there was a story I can't remember who it was. It might have been one of the Dixie chicks, but like she had like an ex husband or something, and she like totally smashed up his car and slashed his tires and all that shit because he like cheated on her, and she just went absolutely mental. But it's like a lot of I think when with the thing with metal, there's an easy target to say like, oh, it's metal musicians are fucked up and all that because um, you know if they're singing, you know, like Infant Annihilator, they, we're just singing the shit that you're thinking, you know. Well, I mean, what I was like, gonna. The thing is, like, that's my take on it. Do have you? Go ahead. Do you ever listen to Infant Annihilator? Yeah, but I never went and like went through their lyrics and stuff like that. That's like <laughs> one of the bands you actually have to go through the lyrics. They have they have a tune called, um, or what's it? It's like pedophile supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like one of those things that, like, um, oh, what's it, what's the what's the other one's name as well? They're called. Um, Oh, ingested as well. Dude, yeah. Who's the one? Who's fucking? You remember the boys? Oh, cow man, I can't remember the name now. They have welcome to Sludge City. Oh, uh, annotations of an autopsy. Yeah, baby, that was the jams back in the day. Yeah, I still, I still listen to them sometimes. Hell yeah, dude! Actually, I think I'm gonna listen to some of my annotations today too. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking nuts. They're fucking nuts. But it's like, and and they're also um, like. They also seem to be like when you see bands like that live, or you meet them in real life, you always find that they're just like normal guys, and they're actually like the nicest people. And it's always yeah, dude, metalheads. So far, I've I've always noticed that they've always been like the out of all the music groups, dubstep's really. They're honestly, I have no complaints. Everyone's been really, really nice. But metal has been like, you know. You do like best buddies pretty much. You're like, oh, dude, what's up? You listen to this? Oh, no way, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, skateboarders. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Like, oh, dude, like back in the day, you're like, oh, man, we're friends for life already. Mm, yeah. And then and the people that I actually meet that I get like bad vibes off, they're always like the ones who make the most like, like sort of the tamest music. And you, and they, and, <laughs> and they just have like, you know, like when, I don't know how, how many people you've seen, but like when you um, are in like the same venue as somebody who's like, they, they, you can tell that they get a lot of girls and stuff like that, but they just act like a fucking, like they're like the king and like they, they have like a throne and shit. Like they just love themselves so much. And you know they're the people who are the most fucked up because they've got like a... Oh, the green 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 room dwellers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, for real. Yeah, we're running a couple of green room dwellers, but 
It ain't been too bad, honestly. I feel like, you know, because I've only been producing like two years now. Yeah. And I've been oh, well, the, really dubstep. Yeah, for two real. Years. Actually, my two-year anniversary is this last weekend, yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Uh, the Cosmo, yeah, two years ago, the Cosmos, my birthday. Well, it's, this is actually a crazy story, man. So, you met, you know, Dubstep Bangers, the group? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I used to fuck around in there back when it was actually, like, active and people were in it. Yeah. And uh, Ben posted, he kept posting stuff in there. And I think I found Phoenix Knights from him, you know, because it was him and, I think, Days Plate. And yeah. then... Um, Another shout out to Dayplay, Damon Diesel, man, he's the madman. Mm. But uh, fucking, yeah, Ben. Literally, uh, what happened was he posted um, that tune with Window, and uh, I was like, dude, I love this, you know. And then he sent me a DM, and he's like, hey, man, you know, you mind if I send you some music? You DJ? And I was like, yeah, dude, I do. And uh, so he sent me a dub pack, and it was like the first Canopus like tunes. Oh yeah. He's like, you think you could mix this and put it out for us, you know? And I was like, yeah. So I, I fucking did it like in 30 minutes and sent it back. And I went to sleep and I woke up. And ben was like, hey man, you wanna be on Canopus? And then Damon messaged me that same morning. He was like, hey, would you like to be affiliated with Pond Life? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, dude. So uh, and then like literally a week later, Ben was like, you ever thought about producing? And I was like, yeah, all the time. So he's like, yeah, you should just go do it. And so I was like, I remember asking my girlfriend. I was like, is it? like i'll get a computer and shit so i literally went and got a computer uh, i got some rocket eights and all my shit and he gave me a crack of fl12 and mm. yeah yeah so i really actually i owe quite a bit to ben he's, he's a man man that's awesome that that is i mean that's really that's really surprising how old are you if you if you don't mind me asking uh oh no that's fine i'm i just turned 27 in january in january 23rd all right that's that's interesting that i always sometimes feel like i'm i'm getting like old and uh, I'm not doing, oh, dude. but I'm like, I just turned 23. And so like, oh, I always, <laughs> you got is, years, man. And, it, I, I, and I've been, um, I've been producing since I was like 16 and it's like, I've only just, yeah, yeah. I've only just gotten to a point now where I'm like happy with, but that's the thing. Like, like Aztec is the same as you, I think. And he, he will have started at the same time as you, I reckon. Cause he yeah, says, he started, I want to say he got like six months on me. So yeah. Yeah, so he. I mean, this kid, Aztec literally makes a banger like every day. His work rate is nuts, man. <laughs> yeah, I literally am telling him to calm the fuck down all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell him to fucking put the turbo boost on? The better he, it's like him, him and Nova and all that. Like they just they can't they they don't really put a foot wrong with their. Um, and I mean the same with you. Any anyway, from what I hear, you don't really you don't put out um, tunes that aren't like solid. I don't think. Yeah, thank you. Um, that's funny because like, I'm like, you know, I'm the kind of guy that's always like, oh, good enough. So in my opinion, some of them are all right. But yeah, we you know, thank you very much. We try to put the quality out. But the, at the same time, I think I got decent at it. You know, I'm, I won't even say that I'm good. I, I'm decent because there's always more to learn, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys, they push me real hard and not like negative ways. It's like... Um, like if you have a, if you had a mate that was like playing guitar, you know, and you're like, oh yeah, I gotta learn that, and then you, you both kind of grow off. Yeah, each it's other. it's healthy healthy competition. It's like it's like you don't yeah. you don't want to slip behind anyone, but you also don't want to be like standing on the shoulders. So it's like, you know, you're if you all push yeah. push each other, and yeah, it's like because I think it's good, um, you know, if you see your friends and that, and there's always there's always somebody at some point who might be losing like motivation or something like that. But if you can like give people a push forward um 
Yeah, it's totally. A, yeah, it's a healthy. It's a healthy way to be. It's a. Uh, it's definitely helped me out a lot. Like, uh, I mean, you know, not even just with music, just like being an adult. Um, you know, like being a, even like this tour. You know, in fact, dubstep I think has made me grow up mm. a lot. You know, and um, it, it, I think a lot of it too. Like when I jumped into this, like I, well, I'm a huge Joe Dan and content fan. Yeah, yeah. So like I knew what I wanted to do when I got in it. I was like, I that's the shit I want to do right there. Mm. And so uh, that drive right there, I think um, that really pushed it too. So like I wanted to be like the guy in America that was making that slinky, yeah. real lo-fi kind of you know dubstep, and it worked out great, man. And that's and that's a that's a really interesting thing as well because I think it's because you get you 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 have. You know, you start off, you think, you know, somebody says, oh, have you ever tried producing? And you think, oh, I could try that out. And then obviously from you starting off, you've been sort of shown, you know, like from people asking you to be affiliated with like Cannabis and Pond Life and whatnot. It, you, yeah. see, you start seeing that like it is possible to make that, yeah. you know, like you know like what you do and and when you when i think when you see things like that you see signs and you think i'm going down the right road and whatever it kind of gives you it kind yeah. of like stokes the flames and it kind of keeps the the passion like you know it gives you like momentum to sort of like not give up and all that oh totally man it's like man yeah like sometimes i'll get tracked to the trap on the computer you know for nine hours it's mm. like oh my god where'd the day go yeah like my girlfriend's always like are you gonna eat (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like yeah i'll get to it i just literally gotta get the snare right (laughs) dude i was i was sat today making making music i started one track um didn't really like it saved it made a new track didn't really like it saved it and then it took me like three more tries to like make a track where i thought oh this is fucking this is what this is what this is like i'm this is like the good thing that i've done today because I had to do, I had to go mm-hmm. through like four shit ideas, and then the fifth idea, I literally named the the project like "fuck yeah," because I was so chuffed with how it turned out. It was one of them where it was just no, like I, I didn't want to give up because I was like I want to do something productive today at least on my no, day off. Totally, dude. I, it's funny you bring that up. Just before this weekend, I was like, man, I'm gonna try to make a new dub so I can play it. You know, I, I probably cranked out like five half songs, and I don't know if I'm gonna end up finishing them or not but like the last one i did i was like yes god yeah, damn it <laughs> this is the sauce <laughs> yeah you go through like the seven stages of grief you're like dude i'm not gonna be able to bust it out today i'm not gonna yeah and then like you go walk around you smoke some weed or whatever and you come back and you're like fuck dude i got this but it, just, it makes me think like the amount of times i've 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 opened ableton up and then i've tried to start something and then i've just I've I've not been successful the first time, so then I've just turned my computer off and gone to like read a book or something. And then I think yeah. if I'd if I'd have just tried, you know, you just have to persevere with it and then you'll get something good out of it. Totally. And like I mine's like I'll go play video games or something like that and then mm. I'll come back and be like, Alright. But the other thing I noticed too is I've been not really smoking as much lately and when I write and I don't like I don't know, my ideas aren't really bouncing around, so I'm actually kind of, in a way, I was really sad the tour ended because I really enjoyed hanging out with Elijah. He's a great guy. Yeah. But also, at the same time, I was like, finally, I'm going to have some underwear time on my computer, mm. back the way it used to be, get <laughs> some yeah. shit rolling. Yeah, and, and, and after, obviously, if you see, like, I went to an event the other day called Subloaded, which was like a pretty crazy lineup. Um, 
there was like uh do you know pinch yeah um yeah he's a lamont uh Paveralist. Oh. i don't know about that one for lamont um neek as well you must have heard of neek I'm gonna say yes. From Khan from Khan like Khan, Khan and Neek. I was I was I was just gonna say, man, feel free to call me a plebeian anytime. No, 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 no. I don't judge. <laughs> I'm I'm only saying this because these are those. It was a basically like an all Bristol lineup. So there was grime producers like Sir Hiss. There was Lucy. Um. Oh, I know about Lucy. Yeah, dude. Is Moolah there? Did he show up too then? Or I the thing is right. <laughs> the thing is, I I didn't know that he was there. I didn't know Clock was there. Um, I didn't know Felony was there. I was literally like, I was there with my mate, and we were we were just fucking, we were just having a, having a great time. And then in the morning, I just mm-hmm. saw on Twitter, everyone was like, t- like tweeting about it, and I was like, how the fuck did I not see any of these guys? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. but when I came out of that, it was like the energy that I'd been given because it was such a it was such a mad night, and it was a like a full like there was um QSS sound system, so it was like a really heavy um just like a really heavy setup when i came out it's like it gives you inspiration because obviously i wasn't playing but just being present at an event that that was that had that much like energy when i oh, totally when i came back i was like oh fuck i made i like i must have made about um five or six ideas for tunes the day after because i was just like i was just like i was buzzing about it but i think that that um i mean obviously i don't know i've not really been on tour uh, in that way so I wonder is it the same do you think for you when you came back was the the, the good energy that you got off meeting people and um, seeing reactions to tunes in real time and stuff like that does that does that give you like inspiration to make tunes or be creative in any way yeah totally Um, I want to say after New York I came back and I, I think I wrote Stomp Your Nuts out in that Milos tune. No, I'd never mind. I didn't have Stomp Your Nuts finished. But yeah, I think I wrote that after New York because I was feeling mad inspired. Yeah. And then Dubuque, I don't know, man. I got super homesick and I was just like, I just want to go home with my girlfriend. Mm. So I, that was a great show, but I just I just woke up and I was like, damn, I, I really want to lay in my bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after this one, I... I uh, I feel it. I definitely do. I don't know. I was just dropping some Felix dub shit and uh, even Elijah, just everything he was playing. And then this is a kid named Snakeblood too. Uh, he was he had a great set. Mixed Mind did too. And I was like, damn, dude, I've never even heard this shit before. Yeah. Like that was like, I was like, yeah, man. Like, I don't know. Are you, have you listened to Salty dubstep at all? Uh, who was that? He's uh, another American. Um, he's like on that, I would even say it's kind of like that Casper flip. Yeah. Just kind of real, like, yeah, like, it's really good. Well, and that, yeah, well, even just like that, I guess, American-style Wubby stuff. We got, like, the rhythm hats. Yeah, yeah. You know, you put the low pass and the reverb on them bitches, they get them popping. Yeah. But uh, Mixed Mind was playing a lot of that stuff, just real farty bass, and I was like, good Lord. <laughs> it's like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get the writing books again, jeez. <laughs> No, that's good though. Yeah, one hundred percent. I totally get inspired from the people, you know, and like even like the tunes they play, I'll hear like a blip or something and be like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I gotta find that. Yeah, man, that's sick. That's sick. Um Yeah, I'll be I because obviously I think James James is more versed on the DJ inside of things because uh he's been doing it for a lot longer than I have. But um 
it really does interest me because I obviously when I go to nights I'm there as like a as a uh, what do you call it as like a supporter a, con- a consumer like I'm just listening I'm not I'm not concentrating yeah. I'm I'm not I don't have to play so I'm just kind of enjoying the the music but it would be very interesting to see because I think that it's like the way that you put it when you wake up and you're not in your own bed it probably does add like a little bit of a you know it might put a bit of a downer on the experience yeah it's not like it's not totally it's, it's not as comfortable as it could be but um but i would just yeah it's quite it's interesting how because i was telling my friend that it was a it's an interesting way to look at music as like giving other people energy because if you have a happy song if you have a, a sad song or a a song that's just full of like you know like them proper violent tunes that are just like you don't even know what yeah. energy you're getting. You're just filled with some kind of fucking <laughs> like. Like you just slammed a Red Bull. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I love that. I love that. Um, you can take it, and you could like, you know, like some people might, you know, they'll carry on their night. They'll they'll use the energy to like party on and, you know, do all kinds of crazy shit. Um, but you can oh, yeah. you can use it as like, you know, if you go and see a good concert, you know, if you see like a nice, you know, somebody who's a good songwriter or whatever. It always inspires me to like, you know, like um, watching a good film might make you just think, do you know what? I could, I could do a film. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, totally. Yeah. Uh, taxi driver. <laughs> when I seen that for the first time, I was like, wow. Yeah. Actually in high school, I, it's sad cause I, I never really did anything with it, but I took uh, all my courses. I did like, uh, you know, advanced video editing, and yeah. video two and stuff. So like, I really wanted to go to college to edit movies and stuff. Hmm. And I just never, I never did. But now I kind of don't even need the degree because I just sit here on my computer and do it anyways. Dude, you still got time. Yeah, it's like you, you can get a crack version of Sony Vegas or Final Cut or whatever. And oh, yeah. You can fucking oh, do yeah. whatever you want. Shit, dude, I remember back in the day I was like on Video Toaster. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's the old school stuff. <laughs> video Toaster. I just used, um, I used Windows Movie Maker. Yeah, I'd actually, dude, that's my main go-to right now because... I don't know, man. My computer's getting a little dodgy. It's getting a little choppy on my CPU. So every time I'm opening an FL up, every time I bust Serum out, I get nothing but clicks. Do you, do you use a laptop or do you have like a like a tower? I got yeah. I use a desktop there. Yeah, I know. Everybody was like on this tour, man. We'll make some tunes on the road. And I was like, <laughs> I got a I got a desktop, man. <laughs> no, I got I've got a desktop too. But it's um, you can open up the desktops, can't you? And just add, you know, add a better CPU or add more RAM or whatever. See, I did a I switched my oh geez my uh well my audio was going through. I had it going so I could I could play use Google and all that shit, you know, at the same time I had my FL open. But oh, now yeah. I switched it back my A the AOS thing, I think is what it is. I switched that over so now it I can't use like other programs unless if I have my FL open and that cut the CPU right in half. So it worked out, but I don't know, for some reason with Serum I've had to resample everything, which is fine, but yeah. Kinda like just fucking around in the DAW. Are you still are you still on FL Studio? Oh yeah, man. I probably not to the day I die. Like I want to try Ableton and all the other ones because to me it's kind of like video games. So yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. One day. If if you can if you can if you can use like because I really want to use Reason, but um, there is like no cracks for Reason really. I think that after mm. like Reason Five, they really it was something about the DRM that meant like it's either really difficult to crack and it's way too 
hard to crack for a, a pleb like me um or they just yeah, can't no, I like couldn't do it. i couldn't do it that's well, like i don't think i don't think you can crack any reason one so like you can't actually you have to like buy it in order to use it and i really can't be asked spending money on it just so i can like work out how to use it and then never use it in, in my life <laughs> no yeah totally dude uh i think the only one well i didn't even buy it i got serum i got it given to me i got the key given to me which i was like very thankful for yeah so that's like now i got it after like i wanted it forever and i was like just look at it i'm like i'm gonna go use massive <laughs> dude, i use i use massive all the time james always asks me he's like how did you make that base and i'm like oh just massive and then now he doesn't even ask he's just like i oh, use massive for that one i'm like yeah What's that? There's a meme that was going around. It's like massive didn't get old. You just got less creative. <laughs> Fully. Do you know what? Do you know what people people shit on massive because of uh, you know like the modern talking um, like robot sounds. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, one yeah. Of my, one of my friends who's like super into grime. He was always asking me like how to, how I made like square. Those like awesome like square leads and shit like that. And I was showing yeah. him on massive, and he was like, I didn't even know. Like it's the simplest. It's like it, it's really not hard to do that kind of thing because it's all like the same yeah. th- the theory on these like, you know like if you can use massive you can probably use serum you just need to get to know the controls because it's just layering, yeah, totally. like, layering oscillators or whatever we just had a buddy that we kind of were just talking to and helping him out with some sound design me and elijah i kind of broke it down i was like man once you really get the hang of it you can make the dumbest fucking sound ever and as long as you EQ that shit right and you put a sub behind it, you know, you do a little bit of After Effects, you, you know, most of the time, that's how I've come up with this stuff. Like, mm. it's one stupid sound, you know what I mean? And I'll just fuck with it for like an hour or two. Yeah. Uh, I'll either resample it or I'll just, you know, put effects on my mixer and my in-daw. And, uh, it, and a lot of it, man, I told him, I was like, you just got to stick tight with that sound. If you know in your heart and you're like, that's going to be cool, just stick with it for like two, three hours or something. And you'll, yeah. you'll know, you work it out. Yeah, isn't it? that's that's the thing. Like, it, it's great to, because um, I, 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 I do this thing where I actively don't save presets. Yo, me too. So, <laughs> I literally, that's funny you bring that up. I build a new, every every new synth you hear, I, I built it, I pretty much for the most part built them that day. Yeah, and I think I think that it's like it's like a brain training thing because if you can recreate, you know, if like if somebody says to me because half the time I'm resampling shit as well just because um, I prefer working with audio than MIDI. I don't know. It's like you know that if you've resampled it, you've got it in the folder, you've got that sample. Yeah. So when you reopen the project, you don't have to fuck around with any synths or whatever. But if somebody yeah. asks me how did I make that sound, and I it's like, oh, do you have a preset for that? I can just go, no, but this is how <laughs> I made it. And and then they watch yeah. you remake it in that like two seconds, and they go like, "Oh right," but they're like, if they're preset, you know, really, warriors, yeah, <laughs> if they're preset oh, warriors, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, totally. I uh, I think I, Amish is like one of my first ones. I was like, "Hey, I'll save that one." But I think a really good way too, um, especially if you're trying to, you know, this is for anybody who listens and you wanted to like get on massive and figure shit out. Just go through the presets and just deconstruct them, and mm. like, you learn a lot by doing that. Yeah, uh, at least I did, you know. What I've been doing, is I've been teaching one of my friends how to um, how to make like synths and stuff like that. And I, what I would do when they would ask me, you know, like um, right, I would say to them like, what sort of sound do you want to make? And if they'd say like, um, oh, I really want to make like a gliding square, like a like a wily gliding square, I'd say to them yeah. like, well, how does that sound sound to you? Like, um, does it move? That you know, like, how does it move? Does it does it sort of 
creaking does it slowly come in or does it you know does it hit with like a really sharp transient and then what they what i would do with that is i'd say like um if you know if we've been working with massive i'd say well what controls the um the hit of a of a of a synth or what controls the decay of a synth and then you'd get them to like work mm-hmm. it through like logically and then by doing that then if they hear a, a sound that's like similar to another one you've not just shown them oh this is how you make a gliding square you've talked them through like what the sound is and if uh, yeah. if another sound is similar to that then they know to apply certain methods it's like you give them the abc and they do the one two three for sure yeah yeah in I, fact that's uh that's a, you know, a really funny way too and i've been doing it with people is uh oh geez like using your mouth is like your attack and your decay mm. and stuff so yeah. like, you're like Whoa. you're already kind of like halfway there and like just think about how your mouth makes that shape you know the pursed lips or whatever that's like your tack and all that mm. that's been helping people out too in fact I, I there's many times still where i'm sitting at my computer i'm going whop whop yeah, trying yeah, to like yeah. <laughs> figure it out in my head that's no, it's, yeah. it's, it's like it's a good way it's um i think it's like it's a because it, i know there's a lot of people who are good at the technology no not the, the technology the theory of it like if you think about things you know if you if you talk about like the rate of oscillation and phasing all of the fucking, all of the technical language. And then there is literally yeah. like, I'm, I'm exactly the same as you with the whole, like, you just fucking, if there's no one in your room, you might as well just be like, womp, don't, womp, 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 like that. Yeah. All day, all day. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, um, man, um, go on. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, we have been talking for how many minutes? nearly a hundred minutes so i was gonna say um oh shit yeah i didn't want to i don't want to keep you up for much longer because i know you've uh you've got shit to do um, oh yeah i gotta get out of my actual job job tonight <laughs> <laughs> but i do back to reality i really appreciate um you taking out the time to talk to me at least and it's been quite enjoyable i've learned a lot about you i think Dude, thank you, man. It was it's a blast talking to you too. I know when I got in, I was like, "Man, I've never done this before. I wonder how it's going to go." It went great. <laughs> um, we'll have to we'll have to get you back on when James is uh, is back because you'll fucking you'll love talking to James. He he has a he has a very very different perspective on things to me, so it's always like uh, it's a nice different lens to sort of interview through. <laughs> and I'll um I'll gotta sort you guys a mix too. I got you on that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, if you just drop it me whenever you can, because we don't have any deadlines anymore, because the radio station dropped us. So um, just send it whenever you can. Yeah, definitely. I got you. Yeah, anytime, man. But um, yeah, dude, thank you so much for having me on. For real. No worries, man. I've really enjoyed it, and um, we'll yeah, we'll have to get you on again. Um, where can people find you if they've uh, if they want to check you out on social media and all of that lovely stuff? Oh, uh, just type in on anything. You guys can just type in Grundy. Um, if you want to get real technical with it, I'm not satanic, but the only don't name name that was open for Grundy had to have 666 on the end. So <laughs> if you just type in Grundy 666 on Google. Dude, that's, uh, pop that's up why you're not in that it. Christian band, man. That's not, that's why you're not allowed in Christian bands anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly They're like, look, dude, we know your SoundCloud. <laughs> but yeah, if you, um, yeah, you can do that, or you can even like search on JDZ Media or type in Vandal stuff. I'll pop up. Yeah, man. Or you can hit me up on Facebook. If you just type in Grundy, I'm Grundy Birch. Shout me. 
Yeah, and uh, if you have any tunes you want to send to Grundy so he can spin them out in the US, send them his way. 100%, man. The fartier, the better, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, any of those UK <laughs> rhythm, deep, dubstep crossovers. <laughs> exactly. Well, all right, pimp. I'm, I'm going to let you go, all right? All right, sick man. Thank you again. Yeah, anytime. You do have a good evening. This is a Grundy mini mix. The Grundy showcase. This first track is called Pills Got Me Waved. That you are a slave now. She didn't want one. I'm beasting. Make her eye look like an allergic beasting. Mark up man that's bundle greasing. After that, I'm creasing. <laughs> LOL. Bleed like Simbad, can I Simbad? When I die, I'll be like, LOL. Bleed like Simbad, can I Simbad? Bleed like Simbad, can I Simbad? Bleed like Simbad, can I Simbad? Got a bleed like Simbad, can I Simbad? 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 I don't know how many man that have banged out Cause they wanna be the big man, wanna stand out I'm a small guy, many man down I'm an echo man, man, short and stout Not one of them man that talk and shout You get more than a slap, more than a clap Who you talking to, what you talking about You'll get torn in a bar So don't take man for Dave, we're not talking it out Or sorting it out, fence them talking him out You're not ready for the war, you're a scar Window kids don't fall on his bar Dubstep bangers, that's all I'm about Dubstep bangers, that's all I'm about I'm about and I doubt, man, I'm out of the rooms Standalize on no doubt, I'm a boom Been bad since I came out of the womb Came out with a boom Then man, a dead come out of the tomb Just loud of a food Vandal, I spit loud on a tomb Sad 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 Heavyweight tune. Heavyweight tune. 
chalk girl Can't even look at the bitch Need more than soap to scrub out the itch And I don't give a fuck about the bridge I get took out the wrist She pays for all that She's just a format Pull out a purse then pull out a tits Just to get all that You have to suck out the clit That's me, I just put out my bits You should have never left man with your gash Wait, I already fucked out the bitch Last time I left you with a gash Next time I see you I'll pull out the stitch I never duck out a tits Use my eye to stub out a spliff When man a myth But don't think man a myth I'm a Spartan man I get pushed out the cliff You can't rock out your stiff Clean up grime I pull out the gif Me, I'm a graph dot I never duck out a ship Come to your kids party And pull out the whiff Can I red stripe and I run out the pit? O double one five, come out the fifth. I'm an NG MC, come out of this. I come out and spit it, cause that's sprint. Make man look like they come out of the blitz. I come on back my pit. On the ground, beats no half with brick. You don't go for revenge. You don't go for a big fuck you. You don't write me a long email. Hey, dude. Grundy. I think what you did's real shitty. Fuck you. Thank you. 
City, Grundy. In a base and a sorb. Yeah, that base and a sorb. Raving it up to shake to the bulb. From not like Jake to the bulb. And I never go on bait in the club. Already said that I'll face now. Stop your face with the door. And you're taking a stroke or blaze in the bulb. One day, I'll have my big face laid in the bulb. No more the way with HK dog. Not on your back like a baby's bulb. So clear when we're trying to change these bulbs. Make my teeth in the Who hit you with the jujitsu set? 
the life came to the clash with a gram of bash and spent all night with an open packet. Project one ain't no better, just or whatever. I rap these addicts, suburban got 30 artists on the roster, none of them came to back in that piss. Trying to get one clean mix from these DJs is a myth. This ain't Fortnite, when it comes to the playground, you jumped in the rift. Could have been upstairs, you jumped in the lift. Only four crews, but you still come fifth. What that doesn't make sense, but never does these man smoking sneak. What? What these man smoking spies? These man smoking spies. Yeah. 
Thank you to Grundy for coming on the show. Thanks for sending me all these tunes to do a little mini mix. Check him out. Grundy US on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere. AD couldn't spin all night, could he? If he does, then I'll spend all my money. I'm a small guy, funny, but I'm not skinny at all, I'm chubby. Beat up a beat, I should be called my bullet. 